Welcome to a new episode of the Life Science Get Together podcast. I remember very well the world before the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic. It was a world in which um, in the life science industry in Europe, the bio-Europe happened frequently. And one of, in my opinion as an Austrian, one of the most important uh, points in this event was the Lisa Vienna booth, where basically the Austrian life science community met regularly um, every six months at the BioEurope Spring and the BioEurope in Fall, and had time and passion to exchange ideas, to get to know new business partners, and also connect um, with business partners from all over the world. But one thing we should highlight is the organization behind this important uh, booth at the BioEurope. It's uh, Lisa Vienna, and today I want to talk about what Lisa Austria and Lisa Vienna are and what personalities run this organization. And I'm very happy to welcome today uh, from Lisa Vienna, Johannes Sarks and Philipp Heinzel. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us, Christian. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, maybe we start with a brief introduction. Um, Johannes and Philip, what does it take to uh, run such an organization? What is your background? Yeah, again, thank you for having us in the Life Science uh, Get Together podcast. I think uh, this podcast shows uh, how developed and uh, how evolved uh, the location is for life sciences because Uh, you have shown with this uh, format an alternative model to communicate uh, even during such uh, difficult times as uh, the, the uh, pandemic uh, last year and, and, and this year. So, yeah, we are missing actually the great conversations we had um, during BioEurope in 2019 already. It was actually the last uh, BioEurope spring uh, physical, uh, now it's run digitally. And um, yeah, it seems from a different world and uh, it was a challenge also for us as a, uh, a platform, as a community platform um, to, yeah, to, to act as a networking partner for everybody. And so, yeah, first let me introduce you to Lisa Vienna, the Vienna Life Science Platform. We have been founded almost 20 years ago and really to nurture and advance the life sciences um, from startup up to big company in Vienna. And um, Lisa Vienna is of such important because we are Austria's most important location in biotech, pharma, and also medtech and digital health. Um, we are a public organization. We are, um, let's say, a, a joint uh, platform run by Austria Wirtschaftsservice, the Federal Promotional Bank of Austria, and the Vienna Business Agency, basically the equivalent uh, for Vienna. And uh, we get our funds from the Austrian Federal Ministry for Digital and Economies, uh, Econ Economic Affairs, and also from the city of Vienna. So we are really at the nexus of those two um, big uh, funding agencies, and that helps us also to make all the connections for the life sciences community. So our team provides advice for startups free of charge, especially in regards to funding opportunities, public and private. We provide um, connections to lab space, development partners, and also key customers. We also engage in promoting Vienna's success stories worldwide and contribute also to advancing the framework, the regulatory, and also um, all types of conditions uh, to improve uh, the, the life science industry here in Vienna. So 
back to your question, me personally, I'm uh, heading the seed financing department at the um, Austria Wirtschaftsservice and Philipp is uh, from the um, Vienna Business Agency. I'm in charge of strategic planning and implementation of measures that help put startup ideas into action in the areas of high tech, um, also support innovative business model models and um, basically strengthen Austria as a prime business location. And um, I grew into that position through the life sciences. So I have a background in molecular biotechnology from the University of Technology in Germany, or system. And I did my MBA um, at the University of Arizona. I later joined um, a French uh, consulting company, Alcimit, uh, which is leading in high technology industry consulting. And I was, of course, in the biotech pharma sector. And um, then I was attracted by um, Elisa already <laughs> in, in Austria. And I started um, as an event investment manager at uh, AWS. And basically, my job was to perform due diligence on life sciences to help them gain the, the seed or pre-seed funding we offer at AWS. So, um, and uh, then I joined Lisa Vienna in 2010 as a managing director, and um, which is a shared position and basically a voluntary non-paid position um, I share with Philipp Heinzel. And it's really great uh, to have um, such a great team of um, six people in, uh, that are close to the community. So, Philip, do you want to uh, add? Sure, thank you, Johannes. So, uh, in comparison to Johannes, uh, I joined Lisa Vienna just quite recently, about like 10 months ago. Uh, I think most of you uh, know and then remember Peter Halvax, who, um, who was the managing director of, uh, from the side of uh, the Vienna Business Agency for, for quite a long time. Uh, time. Um, I have a, quite a similar background as, as Johannes, so I uh, also have a, a master in biology. I, uh, I studied at the University of, uh, of Vienna. Uh, and uh, from the very beginning and the very first internships at the university, I was very uh, operational driven, like process optimization, implementation, making things go, making things work. And this is something that... Um, brought me in the end to the Vienna Business Agency. But uh, before I just give you a quick quick summary of, of the steps I had and, and stops I had before. So after my, uh, when I got my master, I, I have been at uh, academic research at the University of Cancer Research, working there as a lab manager um, organization and doing also some routine uh, mouse PCRs and so on. And from there, I moved on to a small biotech startup. Uh, where I started again as a technician, uh, setting up the whole uh, company, buying uh, devices, um, setting up protocols, doing process optimization, product development. And uh, in the later phase, I just also joined like the more commercial side. It's like not only uh, producing cell lines, but also shipping cell lines worldwide. So how do we get living frozen cell lines to Australia in, on dry ice and so on? So these were the challenges we were facing um, and also technical support. So, and, and this was like a, a, a second aspect that was very fascinating is like this um, 
small team as a startup, this highly dynamic, high pressure, super flexibility, this, this was very interesting. And this, these are like these two aspects that I, um, that I liked and, and that, that, uh, that, that were driving me. And um, in the end, they were um, bringing me to, to my second last stop before I joined the business agency, which was like Big Pharma. So it was like something completely contrary to, to academic research and also start, uh, a small startup, but also super fascinating. And here I ended up in basically process optimization, operational excellence. So this was really everything that, that sounds like super common sense when you're, when you're uh, in, in small scale teams is like has an elaborate framework all of a sudden. There, there are tables, there are flowcharts. And um, yeah, I, I learned I learned a lot from that, uh, and then um, I came to the business agency uh, where they had the idea of setting up the so-called startup labs, and, and this was like a super fascinating approach because it's basically you're becoming a project manager and a, a lab manager again, but it's basically not for your own startup but for a bunch of startups all of a sudden. And then this was super challenging and super exciting. And um, I, I joined the business agency like about two years ago. And uh, then like one thing led to the other. And uh, all of a sudden I was also part of Lisa Vienna. That's an amazing story. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for sharing it. Um, I was smiling because it reminded me of my own career. And the community has evolved tremendously over the last 16 years since I joined uh, the life science industry. And when I just think of the pandemic, I mean, uh, it was possible uh, in Europe to develop a vaccine in one year, which is pretty amazing. And uh, I think we are working in the let's say, not to say amazing again, in the most amazing industry, but I said it again. Um, you mentioned, Johannes, um, um, BioEurope and uh, how the work changed with the pandemic. How does the work of Lisa Vienna and Lisa Austria look today? How did the pandemic uh, shift also the perspective of Lisa or is it the same like in the past? So the first thing we really did in 2020, so in March when the whole thing started, um, we created a web platform to um, basically collect all the information on competence and talents and whoever and whatever <laughs> does in the um, in the COVID field. So we collected all that information and provided this for free for everybody to really help um, uh, everybody in the field making connections. So this was the first step. And then the second step is that we... Um, transformed our, all our physical um, uh, um, uh, workshops into webinars. So basically, and also the seminars into webinars. So we um, transformed those into digital formats, which worked really well. And um, we had a very high attendance, sometimes much higher than in the physical and the, the, and the presence, because people have less barriers to attend, of course, the, the webinars. And um, more difficult was, of course, the networking, uh, because networking can be done uh, online. That's also a lesson that we have learned. So um, that's really lacking. And we think that's why we have to um, yeah, start uh, physical um, 
uh, networking uh, sessions again because people have to see each other and make connections in real life, not only with us in within Austria, but um, we will talk later on that the international connections are so important. So we hope that in October we will have the um, Industrial Biotechnology Trade Fair here in Vienna, um, AFIP. And this will probably be the first event after two years that we can do physically. So um, I think summarizing, it went quite well, much better than we expected. And we learned a lot during this time, but still we uh, hope that we can um, move into a more normal mode <laughs> soon. While we will um, keep uh, some of the digital formats as well, because they work. I think digital formats <laughs> are fine, but what I really miss is the atmosphere that you created um, at the Bio Europe, for example, uh, where people could really meet. And I also think this physical connection is not replaceable. What I miss in the digital world is. Uh, this let's say these meetings by chance just pumping into someone uh, while drinking a coffee starting a conversation and getting to know each other and start uh, or take the first steps into a business relationship that doesn't replicate so well in my opinion in the digital world speaking about uh philip you mentioned in your introduction the startup labs uh let's go back to the physical world and the reality what are the startup labs exactly well um I think uh, everyone knows like these um, co-working uh, spaces for for uh, young entrepreneurs that are available in different formats like worldwide, uh, where you can just basically start as a single entrepreneur and and program your app and so on. This is this is quite easy for uh, non-wet lab applications, but as but as soon as we're going into life sciences, you, you basically have um, high investments from the very start in for equipment for lab space for rent and so on and the startup labs are like a, a pioneer project of the city of vienna uh, to see if we can basically set up such a co-working lab for life science companies so in principle um the city of vienna the vienna business agency has refurbished the old imp so the historic imp building um over the last years and on the third floor we just uh, launched the startup labs where startup companies biotech life science companies can rent single lab space and in addition to this to the single lab spaces so it's bench space they get access to a so-called shared facilities shared infrastructure so besides the the benches we provide numerous centrifuges tons of freezers and fridges and also cell culture equipment and so on and so further. So this really lowers like the initial investment of a life science startup. That's great to have such a facility here here in Vienna. I think it was missing uh, for a very long time, especially for companies that uh, just start out uh, and need something immediately. Uh, when we look at the life science industry today in Austria and Vienna, uh, how does that look like? What are the advantages and opportunities that uh, coming to Vienna and Austria does provide to new founders and existing uh, big pharma companies? Johannes, would you like to start or? Uh, yes. Um, so talking about the advantages, um, first of all, Austria is really and Vienna is really in the heart of uh, the, the, the of Europe and the European Union. So it's really a must be place for any life science company, um, whether it's the, the main headquarter or at least the presence here is really um, important. 
And we see more and more companies from abroad coming into Vienna because it has such a strategic location within Europe and um, also to other areas in the world um, through the airport that can be reached easily. So um, all the top global players are represented here and um, Vienna is really overflowing with investment and li licensing opportunities because um, of both the, the, the big companies here, um, of course, for example, Böhringer Ingelheim had a huge investment in the past years, but also the growing startup community, um, which has uh, even increased. Uh, so the whole life sciences scene started um, in, 2000, in the 2000s, yeah? before there were already um, uh, research um, institutes and also some pharma companies, big pharma companies, but you know, American or Anglo-Saxon style startup community started really 2000, uh, 2005, and then it it was amazing what uh, how the locations uh, changed and also the um, uh, professionalism of the startup entrepreneurs how it changed also and it became much more international. Even during the time um, that I am now with Lisa Vienna in the 10 years, um, it was more Austrian focused 10 years ago. Now we see people from across the world really um, starting the companies here. So why is that? Uh, so first of all, um, the uh, research institutes, uh, medical university, and um, also the talents that come out of these institutes are um, top class. So this is a talent pool that startups and also big companies want to tap in. And um, on the other hand, there's a lot of resources, be, be it in clinical trials, for example, drug development, but also let's look at Boko University, who is great in green technology, climate change and so on. And of course, the whole digital sector is um, booming and uh, you know better than I that um, the digital um, sector is growing as fast as the life science sector and they become interconnected more and more. And uh, Austria's healthcare system is one of the best worldwide. Of course, everybody likes to criticize it, which is of course fine. But still, when you compare it to other um, national healthcare system, it uh, is really doing great and it is also innovative and it is changing as well. So this is also an opportunity for many companies. Vienna, of course, attracts as a, a wonderful city. It's a top meeting destination. Um, before the pandemic, at least, uh, it was uh, one of the top uh, conference uh, places in the world. And um, yeah, I guess also the, the, the tax rate is quite attractive of 25%. Group taxation is another topic that uh, attracts uh, especially larger companies. And um, the deduction option options, uh, especially also the, the research premium of 14% uh, of R&D is very attractive, both for small and big companies, not seen in many other countries in, within Europe. Um, so I believe it's really the mix of all these um, factors that uh, help making Vienna a great location for life sciences. But I, you know, I don't want to just, um, you know, talk about the positive things because there are also disadvantages or room of opportunities here in Vienna. First of all, what we observe that, you know, there's really a lack of private investors and homegrown investors. This is not because of Vienna or Austria having bad policies necessarily, although there's also 
some room for improvement, but because Vienna is traditionally not a financial center like um, uh, Switzerland, Zurich, or Paris, or Amsterdam, London, and the East Coast, of course. So where there are big stock um, markets, there's also a lot of money. And uh, even though we are all communicating uh, digitally, it makes a difference. So when there's a lot of money, it attracts also a lot of money. And so there's more startup money available in those countries. So our entrepreneurs here almost always have to look for uh, venture capital abroad and um, that also is makes them more competitive because they have to be uh, more competitive than let's say when you're already based in London or based in Boston you have to really stand out to get money from Boston or London when you're based in Vienna and that you know, at the end maybe it's even an opportunity because it creates uh, entrepreneurs that you know are even more active than perhaps when you have the money already on site. <laughs> Then the other thing uh, Philip already addressed is lab space. That was uh, really um, yeah, not a satisfying situation in the, in the past. Um, the startup labs is a good model, but of course we have to expand on it. It's just the start and uh, have to see how more private and also public lab space um, can be created. Another point that was always uh, weak also in Austria um, is the question of efficient knowledge transfer from basic science into products. You know, we, we create a lot of publications in Austria and a lot, you know, billions was, was invested into basic research infrastructure. And there's also great talents. There's a lot of nature papers coming out of Austria. But then when it comes to really translating them into commercial, uh, commercially available products or at least business ideas, that was a weak point. Um, we created a new initiative, uh, it's called Wings for Innovation, um, and um, we basically joined forces with the European Investment Fund, so when I say we, it's AWS, the Service, and the Max Planck Förderstiftung from Germany, and we created a 60 million euro fund um, that uh, can invest into uh, research projects within the DACH region. And that really opens up a new avenue for um, these ideas that are on the verge of becoming on the verge of becoming a commercial uh, project, but which have to still be validated um, uh, on an indu in industrial quality. So this is a, an initiative we are doing there. It started two years ago, and um, until now it looks very well. And if yeah, if it works well in five years, then I think we can expand on this as well. Um, another weak point we see not only in Austria, but worldwide is, of course, the gender question. We think that um, women are underrepresented also in the biotech pharma industry. Uh, we have to say that it's much better than in many other industries, uh, let, let's say machinery or a car industry and so on. So the biology, biotechnology field attracts more women. But still, from a public um, uh, um, perspective, we have to look how more women can become entrepreneurs. And um, because we believe that uh, this definitely would be a, a point of strength if um, yeah, more women become investors or entrepreneurs in this field. 
And last but not least, we believe that climate change, of course, is a big, big um, opportunity for life sciences uh, startups. And um, while this is growing, it's still a very small number of startups that are active in this field. Um, in the US or, for example, Scandinavia, there's many more startups um, uh, developing products uh, um, or research projects in this area and provide solutions for climate change on a biotech basis. So we, we believe there's huge potential for also Austrian um, biotech startups developing solutions for climate change, because now we are really focused on pharma and uh, medical technologies, and we want to help um, increase this sector as well. That's why we also attracted the EFIT, EFIT conference in October to Vienna, strengthen this field. That's a great that's a great overview. I, I want to highlight one aspect that you mentioned. It's uh, the availability of private funds and funding. Uh, this is also something that I saw completely similar in the last 10, 15 years that uh, it could be more private funding, generally speaking, in Europe for the life science industry. And I always thought in the United States there is an abundance of funds. And during the last uh, podcast episode that I did in May with a US-based investor, uh, he said something remarkable. And um, while I was pretty much going down the same route that you did, Johannes, uh, mm -hmm. he said, no, that's not true. Uh, the availability of early stage funding is much, much better in Europe than in the United States. And I think one aspect... Um, of these are the public funds that we have that are very that are pretty much very unique uh, in the world. Could you both uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, which public funds are available in Austria and what their position is on the market? Mm -hmm. Philip, do you want to start with yes. the uh, offerings in Vienna, and then I can add on the the, the, the federal. Okay. Yes. I mean, there there is, uh, as Johannes said, there is like. A, federal uh, funding agencies and also regional funding agencies. Um, in Vienna, it's, for example, the, the Vienna Business Agency, um, uh, where we have like a different funding programs, uh, like focus programs. For example, at the moment, we have a very specific call for life science projects um, where you can raise up to 500,000 euros. So this is really specific for life science companies, projects, ideas with also a certain or let's say with a high risk of failing. This is really uh, where we would like to boost and, 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 and minimize their, their risk. Um, a second interesting program that we had, that we launched last year with the first lockdown was the Innovate for Vienna program. So this was like uh, uh, a call that was specific for finding solutions that are somehow related to the pandemic. So it was not necessarily life science related. So it could also be like uh, everyday solutions in terms of app-based uh, queuing monitors or um, uh, let's say three, uh, there was like a joint product uh, project for uh, sharing of uh, manuals for 3, 3D printing of masks. And the, but there were also like uh, a lot of life science projects uh, supported to for to to scale up production of uh, uh, PCR tests, uh, antigen tests, and so on and so further. Uh, another funding agency, for example, is the Vienna Science and Technology Fund, the WWTF, which is for academia. Um, 
that recently invested uh, 6 million euros in seven excellent projects in precision medicine in Vienna. And of course, there are other regions in, in Austria also provide money for the organizations in their regions, where each region uses its own funding instrument. So, but Vienna is, is known to provide more funds to, than, than other regions in Austria. Yeah, so then I can add with the uh, federal funding opportunities. Um, so our agency, Austria Wirtschaft Service, is providing uh, pre-seed and seed financing for innovative um, startups. Pre-seed is a 200,000 euro um, program for companies that are entrepreneurs that have not yet found, founded their company. And seed financing then um, is up to 800,000 euros uh, for companies that have already been founded. These funds are really re reserved for um, highly innovative um, startups. Um, we uh, have a sister agency, the Austrian Research Promotion Agency, FFG. They provide up to 3 million euros for R&D projects to also develop commercially viable products, processes, and uh, services. And the good thing is that companies can use those two um, funding opportunities, uh, opportunities in parallel. So, you know, if you calculate all this, you can get up to 5 million euros or more if you have the regional funds from uh, public um, agencies. And that's indeed, and I totally agree with you, is a unique point compared to the US. Um, and uh, even within Europe, it's uh, quite competitive. Um, yeah, we also had a lot of initiatives during the um, COVID pandemic. So there was a startup HIPS fund that provided money to uh, startups. There was, of course, the Investitionsprämie, with help, with, which helped also a lot of um, life science companies. And um, we also helped companies at AWS with uh, equity. So we have uh, our own uh, Gründerfonds, basically founders fund in, um, in the AWS, and later on a Mittelstandsfonds that helps the companies along the, the value chain to further grow. Of course, we also have guarantee instruments and also credit lines for uh, companies that are more mature. As I mentioned um, in the very early stage, and that's really um, a, a top point now, there is Wings for Innovation, um, a daughter of the Khan One Fund uh, based in Dortmund, which is the initiative, the 60 million euro fund uh, we raised together with EIF and um, the Max Planck Förderstiftung. And I really want to encourage um, uh, academia to look at this funding model because it can provide a way to you know, develop um, your um, academic idea into a commercial project. The funds work, work really well. I can uh, say this from, from, from my own experience, especially in the so-called Valley of Death. Uh, it really fills a gap uh, in an area where usually funding is really scarce and hard to get. And what I learned with the last podcast, not only in Europe, but also in the United States, which was amazing for me to hear because I saw it differently. Um, we talked a lot about money and um, how the region supports uh, entrepreneurs, but I think there is another important point to highlight. It's the availability of talent and uh, human resources. Uh, <clears throat> 
especially when it comes to specific knowledge areas. How would you define the structure of the life science industry in Austria? What are the strengths of people? Uh, which expertise is available in this location? Yeah, um, Philip, do you want to? Yeah, um, so in, in terms of academia, Vienna ranks among the most important universities uh, in, in uh, or has uh, uh, ranks among the most uh, important in university locations in, in Europe and, and, and Central Europe. So there are some 190,000 students in almost any scientific discipline, uh, including numerous programs in the life science, so legal affairs and business administration. So uh, entrepreneurs therefore can, can easily attract homegrown talent quickly. Some support programs facilitate selecting the, the right people through industry-based PhD programs, internships and, and summer schools. And I think the... So the so I think the, the, the human resources are basically there uh, in also in, in, in terms of talent. And on the other hand, as, as Johannes mentioned before, we have like uh, the big uh, pharma and, and biotech players also in uh, on site in Vienna. So there is there is uh, there, there, there are vast possibilities for, for exchange. So besides corporate, besides um, uh, academia and in, in in the center there is like the, the the startups that that can profit from from either side yeah and also we see that the, the vienna is becoming more international with time so uh, we see that um uh, even early stage start, uh, um, startups are run by people from let's say hungary or from germany from from britain from france so um, we see these people coming into vienna and uh, we have a unique um, expat center at the Vienna Business Agency that helps these people uh, integrate into the Vienna community and helps them with really uh, practical questions to settle here in Vienna. So, um, you know, whenever somebody from abroad uh, comes to Vienna, they are welcomed uh, with open arms, not only by the by the agencies, but I believe also by the life science communities uh, and the local life science community. Uh, whenever somebody new is, it's more um, collaborative uh, atmosphere rather than a competitive. So people like to exchange their ideas and you know talk about uh, their business. And it's uh, really a great atmosphere here in Vienna. I really like the points that you mentioned before about the healthcare system. And so the, the thought I have in my mind is come for the healthcare system and develop the life science industry further um, here in Vienna and Austria. Uh, speaking about infrastructure, we talked about the, the startup labs. Um, and when I think back uh, 2006, when I stepped into the life science industry, it was basically behind uh, the T-Mobile Center. There was nothing. It was basically an empty field and uh, a lot of infrastructure evolved. Uh, in this area and I think is developed further. Are you aware of uh, projects that uh, help uh, improving the infrastructure that already exists and how do you view the infrastructure for life science companies in Vienna, generally speaking? Johannes, do you want, shall I? Uh, yeah, maybe you have a start yeah. with the, the initiatives in Vienna. Yeah, I mean, in, in Vienna, for example, uh, Startups, life science com companies can can uh, easily uh, contact, for example, the Vienna Biocenter core facilities, which is a core facility at the um, Vienna Biocenter in third, third district. They they offer uh, 
a lot of services for um, for for research, for product development, and so on. And uh, the city of Vienna recently have decided to invest another 60 million uh, into the. Um, core facilities to maintain and further develop the, the, the cutting edge research infrastructure and the expert pool. Um, of course, advanced scientific equipment and special and, and, and special expertise is also available at uh, the medical university, the AKH campus, the technical university, uh, the veterinary uh, university, BOKU, etc. So they, they all provide access to an ex to a great uh, to 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 various equipment like an extreme climate cham uh, climate chambers to to bioreactor uh, pilots facilities um so there there is really a, a lot of a lot of services available in vienna and um so, yeah so that really helps uh, you know a company especially the small companies that are based at the startup labs for example they don't need to build up their whole infrastructure because they as philip pointed out they have so many other resources available and from a federal perspective um, there's also a public domain research infrastructure database that everybody can access for free and um, we really don't think that you have to build up your whole uh, company and buy all the infrastructure, but um, believe that it's really better to share, especially when you are early stage company. Uh, when it comes to later stage, of course, the Vienna Business Agency um, has uh, both uh, um, locations available like uh, Aspen, for example, where there's um, a big in industrial development uh, going on and, and many other locations near the Boku, for example, um, that are being developed, be it uh, publicly or privately. And uh, of course, we are working also on uh, expanding the startup labs into a further model. Now we need to prove that it really works and that there is demand and um, this works well for a few years, I believe we can go do the next step. Yeah, the infrastructure uh, increased um, from 2006 enormously. This is uh, absolutely true. So just just have the, the, the fields in mind that were behind the mobile center. And now you have the bio center there and core facilities and everything is uh, available for renting, which means the companies don't need to build it in the beginning themselves but later on they mature they become bigger and uh, then maybe austria is a little bit a small country for running large-scale clinical trials uh how well connected do you see um the austrian life science industry um uh, being in touch with the rest of the world what's your perspective on that uh, well, as, as we already said, um, many uh, entrepreneurs and many key people within Austria that are based in Austria are not uh, from Austria originally. So it uh, makes this life science community very cosmopolitan. So it's very easy to enter that community and to network within the community. And therefore, um, we really saw and we, we see that on the delegation visits be it to Asia or to the Middle East, that um, the, the members from Austria are really well qualified and well experienced to make networks um, with key partners from abroad. And um, so, yes, Austria is a small country, but um, the market you can tap in is huge. It's the European Union, basically, uh, at least. Of course, many companies develop also products 
and export their products and services to the US or to Asia. And um, talking about clinical trials, many big companies have their um, main clinical trial center here in Austria as well, because you have uh, all of Central and Eastern Europe on your um, doorsteps, basically. And um, for example, Hungary uh, or Poland um, are um, uh, fast growing economies and also in the area of life sciences and also great resources and great hospitals to do clinical trials there. And many um, are coordinated from Vienna because um, people like to live in Vienna, like to have uh, Vienna as a base. And then you are an hour flight or sometimes just two hours by car and you're in a different country and uh, you can do um, yeah, your research there. And uh, so it's highly interconnected. Yeah? From an American perspective, it's um, difficult to imagine that you can drive to four different countries with one or within one or two hours with a completely different language, culture and so on. Um, but this is a great opportunity opportunity you have here in Vienna. Yeah, absolutely. I think for, for US-based people or Canadian people, it's uh, it's amazing that there is so much culture and different culture uh, in, a, in a small area. Uh, you, have, you mentioned one important part, I think, uh, coming to Austria doesn't mean uh, coming to Austria, basically, it's entering the European Union. And it's uh, one of the biggest markets in the world. And I think this is the right perspective uh, to see the location also here in Austria as part of the European Union. Uh, I have one final question to you both. Um, let's say after the podcast, an entrepreneur somewhere in the world decides to give it a try and um, come come to Austria and um, evaluate the location if it's right to found a new company here. What is your advice you would give such an entrepreneur? Well, first of all, come and see us. <laughs> exactly. Come and see our team. Get in contact with us. Uh, we will guide you through all the funding programs. We will help you finding um, uh, uh, key people here, you, we will help you finding a research space or lab space. And um, But another um, advice I would give is that you should already try to have a network. Um, if you have a great research network wherever you're from and you're satisfied with it, stay there. You know, Don't come just for the public funds or you know, for these reasons to Austria. Come to Austria because you're looking for a network in the in the research area. So if you have, for example, a research partner at the Medical University in Vienna or one of the great um, research centers like CEM or IMP or IMBA, etc., then it's, it's a really great reason to come to Vienna and start your company here. But if you have that in your own country, then you know, stay there and try to have collaborations with Austrian companies and research centers. So um, we really don't think that shopping for public funding is a good idea. It almost always uh, fails because it means that you weren't capable to find that funding in your home country. In, in, in the European Union, most of the countries have similar um, programs. So you have, you have to have a good uh, substantial reason to move your company to Austria, and that could be access to research networks um, or access uh, to the market, access to Central and Eastern Europe, for example, um, or, um, you know, hire uh, key people. There, there was a company moving here from Switzerland just because the CEO was living here. You know, that happens too. 
And, uh, you know, Vienna was voted um, for many years uh, the city with the highest um, quality of life. And people just choose to live here because they have a great life here. And if they also start a life science company, that's great for us as well. And we are here to help. Yeah, I think my, my first idea was also come and, and contact us, contact Lisa Vienna, and we we're happy to help. Um, another advice is... Uh, look out for uh, all these various programs that that help you starting your companies. There's so many training camps for entrepreneurs. So it's not only uh, not life science specific, but there's there's really so much going on in 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 Vienna. For example, just a few months ago, we had like this this Vienna Up uh, fair. Unfortunately, it was just uh, it was just online. But I think this is. Uh, an, an incredible opportunity to 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 build up your network here and, and and see what's going on and how thriving this this whole startup culture is. Philip and Johannes, thank you very very much for your time and sharing information about the life science uh, community here in Austria and Vienna. I am looking so much forward to see you both in real life again. And uh, hopefully your conference in fall will really be a real life conference. I would much appreciate to see Lisa Vienna again in real life. Have Definitely. We are looking forward to meeting you and uh, the whole life sciences community in October at AFIB or any other conference that are hopefully taking place um, in person again. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.